Hello and welcome to the Crew Fitness UK podcast channel hosted by myself, Hayley Chatterton, online personal trainer and weight loss specialist. This is a place where I can talk to you about health and well-being, mum life and how we can live our healthiest and happiest lives. This is a chance where I can debunk some myths, chat to guests online and get into the real nitty gritty subjects that some personal trainers do not wish to discuss. So sit back, relax, or enjoy getting your 10,000 steps in. Hi everyone and welcome back to my channel. It has been a long, long time and I just thought I would do a little podcast um, about my sort of the third trimester of my pregnancy, how I found it through um, obviously already having a toddler, keeping um, up with work and achieving fitness goals still um, from a prenatal perspective and then talk about my C-section experience and so far how recovery has gone um, because I'm only on day nine after having my little baby boy, Zachary. So yes, Zach, um, we're calling him for short. Um, he was born on the 8th of March um, at 10.56 in the morning, weighing seven pounds and 13 ounces. Exactly the same as Harrison was when he was born which is just literally insane. Although obviously Zach was born six days before due date because when you have um, a cesarean, it's an elective cesarean, they normally like to push for it to be at 39 weeks, not 40, just to reduce um, the risk or likelihood of you going into labour. Um, so yeah, so I'll talk about all of that in a bit about how the cesarean stuff went. But let's talk about firstly how I found... Um, the third trimester, because I believe the last time I did a podcast, it was just during my um, sort of halfway through my second trimester where it is technically like what the honeymoon period where things are feeling really good. Um, your energy levels are up there and it's pretty nice. Now, obviously, it is, as many people know, it is the nicest trimester to be in. It's where your bump is looking cute. You're feeling OK um, and dealing with things. But I did start to notice a few niggles towards the end of second trimester leading to the third so i can't remember if i ever mentioned it before but i um i get quite bad rib pain quite sort of halfway through in pregnancy oh it's my uh my phone going off put that on silent um it's where like yeah i get a lot of pain radiating from my back round to one side of my ribs and i had it a lot with harrison until he dropped and I had it again with Zach, but it started to happen on both sides, which was excruciatingly painful because when you have to go to bed at night pregnant, um, you have to lie on your side. Well, that's pretty damn difficult if your ribs hurt. So there were a lot of sleepless nights, very uncomfortable nights. Um, and I found that really hard, really, really hard. Um, then also to when I was going into the third trimester, that was when Harrison had a um, had a sleep regression. So he was up quite frequently and he was getting up incredibly early in the morning, which was also 
a major challenge in itself. So where you're exhausted from pregnancy, because there's no doubt about it, when you're pregnant, you get tired very easily. You, you're obviously sleep deprived then, you're suffering with insomnia, no matter what you do. Then you've got a toddler that just won't sleep, won't, and is very restless. And if you follow me on Instagram and stuff, you'll all know, like, Harrison is, um, he's just got a very short attention span. Um, a lot of toddlers do, to be fair, they all do. But yeah, Harrison in particular, it's very much every day I have to think of what activities I'm going to do for him because he will get restless. So it is quite exhausting at times. So, by the way, while I'm doing this podcast, um, Zach is asleep behind me in his cot and he is fidgety. So there might be a time where I have to pause this, pick him up and probably give him a feed whilst I do this podcast. How entertaining, eh? Um, <laughs> so anyway, I was um, having those sort of few niggles um, and that was around Christmas time. Then obviously suffering with the bad sleep. So we were going through that transition with Harry. Then <laughs> we were kind of, I don't know whether it was clever or stupid, but we decided after Christmas to get Harrison into his big boy bed. And I'm not going to lie, that was fucking horrendous. Fucking awful. I'm sorry for my language, but that was the worst five weeks ever. Yes, it took five weeks to adapt him to his bed. We tried everything under the sun. I watched so many different videos from like the super nanny to um, listening to what other sleep therapists were saying. And all of them were saying you shouldn't let your toddler be in um, in a big bed until they're at least three. Well, Harry's two. <laughs> so, you know, that was a bit like, oh, Christ, um, have we pushed it too early? Anyway, so... That was a very painful process, but we got there. So if you are struggling with moving your toddler over, just stay consistent, keep at it. They will adapt, okay? Don't give in. Just keep up the good habits. That's one thing I learned, no matter how exhausted you are. And that's one thing I really suffered with. Again, the tiredness from pregnancy, when you've already got a kid, is so much more extreme. So it was really hard. So anyway, we were going through that. I was obviously suffering with sleep deprivation, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was still adamant that I wanted to keep up my strength. Now, going into third trimester, the beginning of it, I was still doing three workouts per week. So at the beginning of pregnancy, I was doing about four or five days per week, keeping up quite good strength levels, walking loads. Then second trimester, it kind of dropped to like between four and three, kind of went through that sort of grey area. Going into third trimester, it definitely dropped to three or two. Um, and that's fine. So then I knew that there were some weeks where it was going to be impossible to work out as often because of just how I felt and how busy I was. And I needed to try and just spin all these many plates and then there were other weeks that it was absolutely fine and then I would get loads of workouts in so every week was very different it depended on whether I did manage to get sleep whether I did manage to get Harrison down to sleep and whether I just you know didn't have too much going on so it was very much maintaining oh maintaining stress levels and 
just keeping organized and then recognizing when I needed to stop. Otherwise, something was going to suffer like my work or how I was as a mum. So Zach is just waking up. Give me two seconds. I'm just going to pause this and then I'm going to carry on. False alarm there, peeps. <laughs> he didn't like the fact that I was talking whilst he's trying to nap. So I've chucked on the white noise machine um, by his cot and I've just walked out um, just to enable him just to have a good little nap. Now, don't worry. I am keeping an eye on him. It's all perfectly safe before any mum police come at me. Um, anyway, so um, as I was. Yeah, so... The, the workouts did drop. However, when I did work out, I did maintain good strength levels. Now, there was a lot of people who were questioning me, like with my methods of training. And what I say to every mum out there is do what your body is used to. But I would say is, is maintaining a good level of strength in your core and your posterior during pregnancy is very, very important. It's going to help support you, the baby. It's going to help you with labour or it's going to also help you with, um, you know, postnatal recovery. OK, um, I recently just been like taking pictures of myself every day after my C-section just to see how much my body has changed. And I have to say it's going into basically what my body was before already, um, just down to the fact that I've just kept and maintained good muscle strength and um, amount like levels of tissue in my body so I'm really really proud of myself for that because it was challenging at times but it was all down to being organized um, and like I say recognizing when I was overstressed or tired and couldn't do it so it's very much listening to myself but also not going to the point where it was just giving up as well kind of recognizing whether it's being purely lazy and demotivated or is it genuine fatigue and i need to just chill out anyway so um when i say people was were questioning my methods of training yeah i was still deadlifting 80 kilos up until 37 weeks of pregnancy because my body was used to it and it wasn't a strain as such it just helped maintain um, that level of strength and I'll just put it out there now that when a the anaesthetist or however you say it I can never say it for the c-section he said that I had the best muscle tone in my back he's ever had for <laughs> administering the spinal block just saying um anyway so that was quite a compliment and then Tom was going oh great she's never going to stop talking about that and I was like yeah bro I lift anyway um so the third trimester then started, especially, I'd say, the reason I worked out until 37 weeks, I started to get, um, is it called pelvic floor girdle or whatever it's called? So basically, I was getting the pain in my groin. So it felt like I'd basically been kicked in a fanny. It's the nicest way I can put it. It felt like just pure bruising all around there. And it is so unpleasant. Um if I sat for a long period of time or if I laid on my side, that's when it would kick in. So I had to get the pregnancy pillow back out, which I actually didn't get on well with my pregnancy pillow this time. I found it too annoying. Uh, it was too big. But that last two weeks did prove it was really helpful for that. Um, and the only other way that I could alleviate the pain was maintaining sort of some kind of activity so when it wasn't 
hurting as much so particularly in the mornings that's when I would go and have a little walk with Harrison um take him to like the local park or whatever and kind of kept an eye on my step count but I didn't put as much pressure on it I dropped my um sort of goal of step count from about 6,000 steps down I'm sorry from from 10,000 steps and I dropped it to about between six and eight some days I did still achieve 10,000 purely because I was just busy with work and stuff um so that was another way that just kind of keeping my activity levels up there but yeah it became literally impossible towards the end to even think about um deadlifts and stuff because I was noticing that was then putting pressure on uh, my uterus because where my core is really strong it was then pushing on that so that was when I recognized to stop that anyway so that that's where I, I think I struggled the most was my last part of pregnancy was then was also a bit of self-image because it's ridiculous because I'm always about you know listen to your body love your body feel, you know self-confidence can drop quite quickly when you stop being active really significantly notice that I notice it in my clients as well that they lose that sort of drive and love for their body and the drive to kind of push themselves to get back into a workout routine but once they finally get back into the funk then the the confidence goes back up so I've definitely noticed that and been battling with that towards the end of pregnancy which is ridiculous because everyone always says to you you should be proud of yourself you look amazing you're carrying a baby for god's sake but you can't help it you do scrutinize yourself so much towards the end when you can't do anything you just feel like a, just a lump basically um then also the other challenges of where then trying to look after a very energetic two-year-old it is hard I won't sugarcoat it it's fucking hard um so there were days where I just needed to see a friend go and see my mum um the in-laws come over I just tried to find ways that someone else could help me so if you are going through that, please reach out to others, even if it's just, you know, going to, I don't know, a soft play with friends or whatever and letting your kids just burn off that energy. It really helps. It really, really does help. And it helps your sanity more than anything else. It's so hard towards the end. And because your hormones are skyrocket towards the end. And where you're dropping in self-confidence, you've got really low energy, you're not sleeping well, you can't help it, you're in a bad mood. So find, you know, find time to be with people that are going to lift your mood. It does help, guys. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I will be honest, third trimester, I didn't really enjoy it, okay? But I still maintained good-ish sort of activity levels, like I say, maintained strength. And I was very, very busy with work. Every day there was something on. So I do one-to-ones. Um, obviously, I'm doing coaching. And then I do like a little side earner as well for my family business. So there was a lot to deal with every day and trying to work it around Harrison as well. So it was, it was hard. Now, I will be obviously set the new challenge now because Tom goes off paternity leave next week which I'm sorry, two weeks paternity leave, I think is outrageous in the UK. It is not long enough. It is not long enough for a mother to adapt, um, especially if they've had surgery. 
um, or they're just struggling like to just manage the whole change and transition in their body as well as especially if it's your first baby um, that change now I'll be honest the transition to two children is nowhere near as extreme as transitioning for your firstborn now I might change my mind later on I might say it's differently <laughs> but for now I think it's because of paternity and all of that but I've just found that I'm coping better than when I had Harry. Now, obviously, every baby, as they say, is very different. Zach is a very chilled little baby boy, um, but he's just over a week old, for God's sake. He's not started regressions. He's not started teething. He hasn't had his jabs yet. He hasn't had his first bug. So I'm speaking too soon, I think. However... When I had Harry, um, his sleep patterns from the word go were really hard for me to adapt to. Maybe it was because I wasn't used to it and I didn't get it. Um, but he did wake up when I remember his sleep patterns were like 45 minutes to an hour and a half consistently for quite a long time. I'm going to say at least two months, um, which really affected me now one thing i did notice was the system i had for him didn't work i look back at it now and go why did i do that okay why did i make it hard for myself but i feel like you can't tell a parent that you've got to learn yourself so there'll be things like when it would be the night feed i kept taking him out into a different room why was i doing that why was i not just chucking him on my boob feeding him quickly putting him back down I don't know. The other thing I want to talk about, um, if you are having a second child and you're worried because you want to try breastfeeding, I want to tell you how it's been for me so far. Again, things might change later on. I don't know. But again with Harrison, the first part, I, I always wanted to breastfeed because just it's just my choice. Um, with Harry, it was really hard. He couldn't latch on very well. I didn't understand what was a good latch. I didn't know what was and wasn't right and what was, whether I was giving enough. Um, and I found you get stressed really easily. And then where the midwives obviously are very kindly trying to help you, you can't help but be more stressed from it. So that had an impact, I feel, on how the start of breastfeeding went. Now, it did then ease off and get a little bit better when I went home however Harry did lose a lot of weight um, and so I had to have a little bit more sort of teaching of how to do it from the midwife and then it did fall into place and then what I decided to do was a bit of combi feeding and then that's where we established that Harry was a CMPA baby if you don't know what that means that basically means he's allergic to cow's milk protein um, so then he was pretty damn poorly from that which was horrible and then he got a uti so at five weeks old he went into hospital um and had to have a um is it cannula in his foot which is horrible and he had to have loads of antibiotics pumped into it and it was extreme okay we had it really tough with harry at first now granted there are other parents that have it even tougher than what we had but it was challenging because it was our first baby we didn't know what we were doing we didn't understand we didn't know what cmpa even meant we didn't know there was such a thing so it was very much like oh my god i'm throwing the deep end 
Now this time round, having Zachary has been a complete breeze when it comes to breastfeeding. I have not found it hard. I found it so much quicker and easier. Um, literally, as soon as I notice he's hungry, I literally just, I've got one of those, those nursing bras. Clip, there you go, bang him on the boob. Not even kidding. An hour after surgery, after the C-section, he clamped onto my boob, no issues whatsoever. So if you struggled with your first and you're worried about your second, please don't stress about it, okay? They say that your milk ducts are actually, or your, you know, when you produce colostrum, milk, and then when you produce milk, it comes in a lot faster and better with your second because your body is already used to it. It knows what it's doing. So have faith, okay, guys? You got this. Um, the fact that I, I honestly, I have never been so stressed. I wasn't, I wasn't um, discharged from hospital with Harrison until they thought I could breastfeed. And I was in there a lot longer than most other mums. And it was frustrating as hell. Whereas with Zach, they left me alone. They didn't mind. They knew that I was second time mum. And they didn't want to bother me. And that was so good. That That's one thing I would say is when it's your second child, they kind of go, oh, you know what you're doing. You've been, you've done this before. So you'll be fine. So it is a lot more relaxed with your second. Um, when you bring them home, like your second one, you're worried how your eldest is going to react. Yeah, toddlers are not gentle. I will be honest. They're not gentle. However, um, they do get it. They do get that there's a baby. So they do get used to it very quickly. They learn what they can and can't do. They will challenge you because they'll want to have some attention. But it's all about like, I found when Zach is napping, I'll then play with Harrison. I'll spend time with him. And it does help. It does make a difference. Again, I'll let you know how it gets on when her Tom's off paternity leave. Because I am going to be literally left to it on my own quite a lot. As well as working. Okay, so um, let's talk about my caesarean and how it all went. Because um, I have had messages on Instagram particularly saying, I'd love to know what it was like having a planned C-section. So... We were originally booked for the 7th of March to have a C-section. So exactly a week before due date. Like I say, planned C-sections are always on week 39. Um, and it just so happened that there was availability originally for that date for me. So bang on. Now, when it came to the day, we were all mentally prepared. I'd had um harrison stay at my mum and dad's it was all planned and then we kind of planned it in a way that then how nursery will go trust me it's more complicated than you think when it comes to it and then we were going to leave at 20 past seven in the morning to get there for eight o'clock um and they phoned me at quarter past seven and said really sorry but we have to cancel today the ward is full um and could we put you in for tomorrow and you will definitely be in the next day so obviously I was gutted and where I suddenly built up with a lot of adrenaline and then stopped and then I was doing nothing that day and I had no plans. I just, we were drained. So we went, we popped over to mum and dad, saw Harry for a bit and then we just went back and chilled out. My mum was like, look, get some rest while you can. She said, see it as a blessing. And she was so right. So all we did was nap on the sofa. We 
got like nice bit of food and then just chilled out and went to bed early and actually we felt better the next day going for the c-section so anyway my c-section was booked at st richard's in chichester because i had such a good birthing experience with harrison i wanted to go back to them and uh it's a smaller maternity ward i believe compared to qa um in portsmouth but i just i just like it there so anyway you go into like it's like a mini ward it's like two beds in there um with a curtain across and there was already someone else in there who was also having a planned c-section that day and then i went in there as well um and then midwives were coming in and out and doing like the standard blood pressure checks blah 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 and then they said to me you're actually booked in to be the first one in you could hear the people next to me like the sound of disappointment now you have to be somewhat fasted before you go in for a c-section um only six hours but man alive do you get hungry um so anyway we were going to be the first one in but then there was an emergency in cesarean and so we waited a little bit longer but it wasn't that bad honestly cesareans i think they only take like 45 minutes it's so quick and because our weight room was right next to the operating theater you could hear the baby come out you could hear the baby cry and it was like oh wow <laughs> this brings back to reality um anyway they finally came in about 10 and said we're ready for you let's go now the outfit tom had to wear was hilarious he put his hat on wrong he looked like a chef and then he had to wear these white wellington boots i was thinking what is there gonna be a flood come out of me i know that they burst the waters but they suck it i was thinking is there flooding <laughs> anyway um we went in and i'll be honest it's quite overwhelming at first because there's a lot of people who talk to you um there's people left right and center sticking monitors on you checking your blood pressure putting um cannula in your hand just all sorts just literally you don't know where to look you don't know who's talking to you and it's a, it is a bit like wow but everyone's so friendly they're so nice they're so reassuring um and then yeah that was an obviously the anesthetist said said uh, i had a really nice tone back <laughs> And I went, well, you know, I am a personal trainer. And they went, oh, that explains your shape. And I was like, okay, <laughs> bit weird, but cool. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, that then um, obviously they numbed me from like, I'd say from like my chest level down was numb. Um, they lie you on your back, help you with everything, get you into position. Um, and then they do like the cold touch press to make sure everywhere is numb. And then we got going um, and like the blue curtain goes up and it's literally like inches from your face. It's so close. Um, and it's like a slight claustrophobic feeling, I'd say, but it's not that bad. Um, and then like Tom's like right by my head and yeah, literally they, I've never known it happened so quick. It's like, um, it's quite weird how, when it happens. So you can hear when they're, and that means that they've got your waters. So the anaesthetist tells you the whole time what's going on, which is again, reassuring. And it's very interesting actually to hear what they're doing. Um, and you, honestly, you don't feel a thing. You really don't. The only thing I felt was when they actually were getting Zach out of me. So they push on the top of your abdomen 
and then pulling the baby from underneath it's like it's not painful but it feels like a tugging sensation um and then suddenly you just hear because <laughs> for the baby it's much more of a shock coming out of c-section because they've gone from being in a warm body to suddenly like just fresh air and it's a bit bit cold for them um and then they drop the curtain and then the doctor holds the baby up to you and it's just like oh wow and tom and i instantly like welled up so that was incredible um then they took him back um over to like the side they weighed him they cleaned him up and then they brought him put him on my chest whilst they were like sewing me up and stuff now there is again another bit of pressure when they take the placenta out but again it's like matter of seconds um so you up now i got told off for laughing at one point because they were st- <laughs> they were stitching me up and he went bad time to laugh <laughs> sorry um that was quite funny um so yeah and then went into the other room like that got wheeled in to back into that weight room where you sit in there for a couple of hours just to recover um and the anaesthetist came in and said just so you know you know you've you've had a lot of painkillers put into your iv drip <laughs> in his words he went i gave you the good stuff you've got a lot of morphine in you right now <laughs> Now, I was like, okay, I'm going to be honest, morphine does not agree with me. And I was feeling very sick quite quickly afterwards. I couldn't look around. I had to keep my eyes shut. Opening my eyes made me feel very nauseous. Um, So it was quite sad because at the beginning, I just, I couldn't hold Zach that much because I felt so sick. I was scared I was going to be sick on him. Um, and then it subsided, so I tried to have a bit of water and a little bit of toast, but I brought it all up. I was violently sick, actually. Um, and that's all down to all the painkillers. Like, there was a lot. Um, and that's the one thing I would say, and I'll be honest with you guys, is that because I was retching, it fucking hurt my stitches. Really hurt. It was the most painful thing. In the weird way, you kind of then find a different way to retch it's so weird but within half an hour it did subside they gave me some anti-sickness um and i felt so much better and actually when i'd taken anti-sickness i felt like i was high i was like whoa man this feels good um so i don't know what is in anti-sickness but i remember years ago my grandmother had it when she was very sick in hospital and um she was hallucinating from it, I believe. So I then started to wonder, oh, am I going to see some funky things? But I didn't. I just felt, I felt just a bit pissed, I suppose. Um, anyway, so then I went into the ward eventually after I'd stopped being sick and I was feeling okay. And I was able to start snacking a little bit and drinking water. So I was actually feeling a lot, lot better. So anti-sickness is very strong. And I think I had a couple of doses of it through that afternoon um, just to keep me going. And it felt so much better. Um, And what else? But the other thing is, is where the wards are obviously very hot, um, which is one thing I would say is, don't bother with dressing gowns and stuff like that in 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 wards. They're so flipping hot. You don't need it. No one cares what you look like, by the way. Um, everyone's in the same boat as you, especially in the C-section area. Everyone's sweaty, 
from all the drugs pumped into them. So like where it's so hot, then you've got the painkillers. Actually, your body's like a furnace. You are so bloody hot. We had to keep opening the windows actually in the ward because all of us were like, can't cope with this. Um, and like my mum had to put a cold flannel on me and stuff. Yeah, my mum came to visit me later on when I was in the ward, which was nice. Um, so yeah, anyway, so that, then the recovery from it. So literally within a few hours, I was getting feeling in my legs. And I would say by the evening, they got me up um, to help me do a short walk of like five yards to a door and then back. And I could achieve it. And actually, it was okay. At first, you're like, oh, my God, am I going to fall over? But I was actually all right. Um, and, like, you hold on to the nurse. And the nurses are so nice. Um, and, yes. And then, what was it? They then help put, like, your maternity pants on and a pad. You do feel still very vulnerable. Um, you're very wobbly. And you just... You're a little bit scared and intimidated even to get yourself dressed, which is ridiculous to say, but it, it, you are. But they're so kind about that. Um, and then, uh, what happened? I had a most disgusting dinner. I, I'm sorry, hospital food is fucking rank. Um, so, oh, top tip, take lots of snacks. I wish I had even more snacks than what I had. I only had chocolate and crisps. I wish I had things like sandwiches and stuff like that, but I didn't. So uh, I was ravenous when I got home. Um, so hungry. I mean, I was eating there, obviously. I was eating the food, but it just, you know, it wasn't like sustenance to me. Um, so yeah, get your other half or a family member to bring in like fresh food for you, whether it's fresh fruit um, I wanted sushi. I never got my sushi, actually. Right, Tom is going out today to get my sushi. That was the one thing I really wanted after having Zach was sushi, and I never got it. Huh, I just saw that out today. Um, and yeah, so I, I was definitely really mobile quite quickly. Um, through the night, very noisy ward, but I kept being able to get up, sort out Zach, change him. I could go to the toilet on my own. The first time I got up to go to the toilet, I, I'll be grossly honest, like I leaked and there was a lot of blood dripping on the floor. So I did call a nurse, just say, I'm so sorry, I've got blood on the floor. And she was so sweet. She helped me again get changed because I just couldn't quite bend at first. She helped me change. But then after I'd seen her and because I walked a little bit, it actually helped because then I was even more mobile later on. So I actually say after your C-section, guys, or if you have a spinal block, for surgery after having your little one the sooner you can get moving the better it's scary at first but it does get better like so much better so quickly um so that really was that was really positive they were really happy how i was healing i didn't realize i could take the dressing off my scar up six weeks so six hours after having the surgery which was really surprising um, and I could have a shower straight away. They were like, yeah, you can shower. Just dab it dry with tissue. I was like, wow. The other weird sensation um, I was not expecting after a C-section was the bottom half of your abdomen is completely numb. It's still partly numb, but it is subsiding now. I, that's down to nerve damage from the surgery. 
and it does come back and it is starting to come back for me um now so that was a weird sensation so like the scar was you do not touch the scar don't touch the scar but if you accidentally like tap against something does that hurt um and then like getting up i suppose at first from like even the hospital bed use the handles use the side bits because man alive you need it you really it's like a whole rolling onto your side and using your arms to get up because you cannot use your stomach muscles um and it even if you accidentally contract a little bit of your abs it really hurts you will notice um anyway when it came to pain relief coming around because obviously they do it every what four or five hours um I was the only one that said just paracetamol. I didn't say yes to anything else. Everyone else was still on morphine. Now, there was no shame on it. It's just I didn't want loads of painkillers. I mean, they don't agree with me. They make me very sick. So I've got, I just, and maybe I've got a high pain threshold. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But I was like, nope, I'm fine. Just paracetamol. I'll be all right and just get on with it. And actually, it was it was fine. It was actually okay. There were a couple of times I did pop some ibuprofen. I'm not really supposed to because of my colitis, but I did. Um, but yeah. So anyway, um, got sent home just over 24 hours after the surgery, which was good. They were really happy with everything. Um, and then what else? Yeah. Then I got yeah. I came home. The first night was hard i will be honest and the midwife does say it she goes girls just be be mindful your first night's really difficult you can't get out of bed easily um and the baby's going to wake up a lot more compared to your first night even though mine slept quite a lot the first night but there are other babies that screamed all night but anyway um and it was true that was hard but then after that it did get easier so the feeling in my abs is a hell of a lot better compared to last week. I'm actually able to get up from a reclined chair and everything quite easily now. Um, I'm walking around quite easily. I'm doing stuff around the house quite easily. I'm going to try, when it stops raining today, go for a short walk around my house or something. And I'm going to build up the distance now each day um, to help that. Because the more you move, the better it is for your C-section as well. So I'm building it up very, very gradually. Um, so it's been absolutely fine since I got back. And actually, because Zach is waking up every two or three hours, it's actually been quite a breeze for me. It's been pretty simple. Um, yeah, so it's been quite pleasant. So I'd say I do about between three to five maximum night feeds at the moment. But it's normally about three or four, which is not bad. Um, and I'm going to bed super early. So whether it's your first, your second, third baby, whatever, try and go to bed super early. I know it's like, oh, this is depressing. I'm going to bed at eight o'clock. You'll thank yourself the next day. It will make your life so much easier because where you want to do whatever during the day, you're more likely to be able to function on that. OK, you're less likely to be fatigued. Now, the fatigue, I say I'm not fatigued this time. I, I get a couple of times where I feel a little bit tired, but it's nowhere near as extreme as when I was pregnant. I can actually manage this. Um, so, yeah, so far, so good. Everything's feeling great. My body has already lost just over 10 kilos in nine days. That's 
from obviously the shredding of the womb and things going down now my boobs have gone triple the size at the moment my god so i can't put any of my sports bras on or anything um i know that'll calm down eventually um so it's quite amazing to see that and it's quite nice that i'm wearing a lot of clothes that don't feel so tight on my waist anymore i'll be honest i didn't buy many maternity clothes i thought it was a waste of money um so towards the end though my leggings were so uncomfortable to wear on my bump kept rolling down and cutting in but i hope this podcast has kind of helped you understand like don't be afraid if you are going to have a cesarean um i was scared of the thought of it but actually it was a really pleasant experience it was very chilled i have zero regrets i feel like i'm recovering really well this time um And I'm just so excited to kind of keep you guys updated how my postnatal recovery goes over the next months, couple of years um, and see where it takes us. And before you know it, I'll be going into like what my new fitness goals are, what I want to achieve. You know, I really miss running. This summer, I want to get back into running. I'm so excited to build my strength again, loads of things. So it's going to be awesome. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope that's helped a lot of mummies out there or mummies to be. Um, And if you ever want to talk about it, feel free to message me on my Mrs underscore Chatterton Instagram account or my um, Crew Fitness UK account. Take it easy and speak soon.